Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. You were saying? I was talking about Perry Mason filing legal briefs, Amicus Curiae. Ah. Never mind. <laughs> well, no, it's all good. Fantastic. Uh, Perry Mason not involved in the U.S. Supreme Court cases uh, at the moment, but our first guest of the morning is. First of all, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum on the line from CBS News. Good morning, Thane. Thanks for calling in today. Good morning, morning Thane. Good morning to the both of you. Oh, much appreciated. Uh, let's start out. Can I ask you to give us a brief overview of these U.S. Supreme Court cases that involve the big tech giants, uh, Twitter and Google? Is it possible to summarize what's happening? I'll try, Mark. Um, so uh, they both involve uh, situations in which people became victims of terrorism. And the lawsuits were based on the, the uh, civil lawsuits brought by surviving family members uh, against uh, Google, for, because they own uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, on the theory that the terrorists uh, who committed these crimes uh, uh, operate through uh, these social media companies, communicate with each other through social media, and more importantly, do two things. They learn how to make bombs and kill people, and they recruit their members uh, that way. Uh, so the first case involved uh, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which was passed in uh, 1996, which basically immunizes these companies from any civil lawsuits. Uh, and that's been operating for many decades now. And so the Supreme Court on the first day took up the question of whether there should be any changes to Section 230. Uh, the family that was bringing that lawsuit was saying you guys got this immunity on the principle that you're nothing more than a bulletin board you know like a town square but you're more than that because you curate the content uh, you target your audience uh, we don't all get to see what we want to see you tell us terrorists now that you've seen this video here's some more stuff that you can look at so you are because you are more of an active participant uh, in these crimes you're not just a bulletin board and we should strip you of the immunity. Uh, and the second day dealt with the Anti-Terrorism Act, which says that even if there wasn't immunity, if they could go forward, could you hold these companies liable uh, under the aiding and abetting terrorism uh, and knowingly assisting uh, terrorists, when in fact, can you really prove that the companies knew of specific acts of terrorism that they could have prevented if they had simply shut down those accounts? Or is it really just much more general, right, where they just have accounts and they're communicating with each other, but the, the, the social media companies have no way of really knowing specifically what's going to happen and what they could essentially do about it? And what's the example of those situations like what we do with banking, right, like where bankers are, are held under these uh, statutes? 
because they're, they really know that what they're doing is helping and truly assisting. Or for that matter, giving someone a gun if you knew they were about to just commit a crime of murder. Uh, the justices were really concerned in both of these instances to say, you know, isn't this overbroad? Because if we were to apply these laws, these companies could conceivably lose the very thing that they do best, which is search and target and recommend, you know, if you want, you know, if you want information on how to make an apple pie, right, you search it. In fact, at one point, Justice Thomas said, isn't searching the whole point, right? So if you applied these laws, it might be that the companies really couldn't offer it because they would be afraid that they'd get sued for what people search for. Well, Section 230 has been somewhat controversial for a long time. As you point out, it's about, what, 30 years old right now. But the Republican officials allege that Section 230 gives uh, these platforms the right to censor out conservative comment. And the president and the administration have argued that it prevents tech giants from being held accountable for spreading misinformation and hate speech. So it sounds like both sides want to come down on some kind of change for 230, right? No, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, remember, this is the first time the Supreme Court has chosen to hear any of these cases. For years now, there have been all kinds of cases that never got anywhere because of Section 230. For instance, the Israelis have brought cases against Facebook because Hamas has pages in which they're showing people how to stab Israelis and encourage them to stab Israelis or ram them over with a car. And Israelis have been bringing these lawsuits, and lower courts essentially have ruled in favor of Facebook uh, because of Section 230. Um, so yes, we, we're starting to see this particular, this conservative court has already said that they believe that it's time to have some kind of regulation against Internet companies. The question is, what would it look like? On both days of the oral argument, the justices kept saying, we don't even know what you're asking us to do, right? You know, it's just one thing to say, are you saying literally get rid of Section 230? Because we can see some problems in situations, as we said, where in doing so, as the tech company said, they would, the, the nature of the business of what they do, which is gathering your data and using it as a way to give you more information that you're interested in, would have to change drastically. And so the courts recognized, the Supreme Court recognized, and they were some puzzled about what specifically would you like us to do? Because remember, Supreme Court likes generally to make incremental decisions, not sweeping decisions, right? So what can you do in a smaller incremental way that could fix things? And they didn't feel persuaded that they knew what to do. Well, in the past few years, Congress has made some half-hearted attempts to modify 230, and they've largely stalled. You know, now that we have a Republican Congress and a Democratic Senate and a president who's Democratic, it seems even less likely something would get done there, right? Yes, and guess what, guys? There are two other cases that the Supreme Court didn't even hear this term, but they will hear next term, which goes to the point you made earlier. Uh, Texas and Florida both passed laws recently dealing with the deplatforming of political figures, right? The idea that the, the, these social media companies actually engage in viewpoint discrimination. You know, they were given the uh, immunity on the principle that all they were doing was building the digital highway, that they didn't care who was driving on the highway. But we're now learning they do care, right? They, they, they like progressive uh, political figures and progressive ideas. 
But the Hunter Biden story, for instance, they didn't love so much, so they embargoed that. And so Florida and, and Texas passed laws to, to make it uh, require them to not engage in this kind of discrimination. Supreme Court is not hearing that now. They're going to hear that uh, next term. But so this is sort of like a you know, harbinger of what's coming to see can the Supreme Court at the end of this term rule in some way to regulate the Internet in a way that does so without completely destroying the whole nature of what it's about, which is to be able to search. My argument has always been that, well, Twitter's a private company. If you, if you like what they're tweeting and what they're doing, let them, you know, just uh, enjoy the platform. If you don't like it, stay off that. Same with Google. If you like what your search engine is, if not, you know, use use a different one. It, does that argument hold any weight under these circumstances? Well, this is exactly what they're saying in front of the justices. They're saying, we're private companies, we're not the government. Uh, we have no obligation under the First Amendment. Uh, we're not publishers, right? We're not speaking for ourselves. We're just making a platform. In, in other words, we're not making videos showing you how to make a bomb in your kitchen. We're just making it the website available for entities that want to do so. We were told that Section 230 provides an immunity for third-party content, meaning a third party is putting stuff on our site. And we can't be held responsible because we could never possibly police all of it. Now, in Europe, by the way, they do make them police it. They have forced them to hire thousands of monitors to go through their website to make sure that they eliminate uh, hate speech. But hate speech is not illegal in the United States. And we've given, you know, the, the wild, the, the uh, Internet is still more in the, still in the wild, wild west category. We're still not regulating them. Um, so the point that you're making is, yeah, except that, again, the family that lost their daughter because she was studying abroad in Paris when ISIS committed an act of terrorism and the girl never came back, she was killed, are saying, yeah, but you are speaking. Um, you're speaking by rec by targeting specific audience members. You're not just simply making your site available. You're gathering data, and you're looking at my search history. And based on my search history, you're literally in YouTube putting up something that's called What Next, right? Meaning now that you've seen this, here's more we can show you. And once you start doing that, you are speaking. You're not just being a bulletin board. You're actually a publisher. What if, about the content? Hold on, Joe. Hold on. I, I'm concerned about the partisan bias that they're showing. You alluded to, to that. Uh, how might this impact, if they're starting to lean towards a ruling in either of these cases, how might that impact that? Well, again, those cases are coming up next term, which, you know, begins in October. Um, we really sh don't know what will happen until we see how they rule on these. Because remember, these are very different cases. You know, these cases deal with terrorism. And should they be held liable, accountable, uh, for sort of knowingly aiding and abetting in crime? Um, the question is, are that, is that overbroad in this case, right? Because as I said, they're saying it's not the same thing as if we're bankers knowing that we're actually helping terrorists do their job. Right. All we're doing is giving them the website. Um, if they end up not making any changes to 230 um, and saying that the Terrorism Act can't be applied to this situation, 
because it's not like they're giving terrorists the actual gun. They're just making the site available. I think that will make it harder next term to regulate speech when it comes to viewpoint discrimination. But if they do any regulation of, of speech, uh, of, of, of Section 230, then I think we could probably anticipate that next year a conservative majority on this court will support some of the changes that were made in state law in Florida and Texas. Well, Thane, as broadcasters, we are liable for the content of the commercials we air, the only exception to that being uh, political spots if it's a use by the candidate. Is it possible there's some kind of a compromise along those lines that could be enacted here from the, or come down from the Supreme Court in some kind of a narrow decision? Well, that's why they're using the words, we're not publishers. You know, we're not involved in the broadcasting industry, right? So that that's why they're saying that's what 230 was there to protect them. You know, 230 was there to protect them, to treat them almost like the way we treat military contractors, right? You're building very dangerous weapons, but we need to protect you. and We have to incentivize you to make really good ones. And so that's why we protect you from individuals that will sue you, right, because you're making this for the government. That was exactly what the internet company said was going on here you promised us that we should hurry up and build the digital highway and we would be immunized from any civil lawsuits um, and so that we shouldn't worry about it because we're not speakers we're not broadcasters we're not publishers we're merely bulletin boards and really what these families that are suing them are saying is why are they being treated differently than radio stations why are they being different, treated differently than television stations? You know, there is uh, the Federal Communications uh, Commission uh, uh, regulates uh, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, broadcasters and publishers to some degree. And here there is a blanket immunity. And shouldn't there be something just like what we see in journalism. Yeah. Amen. Any critical point we might have missed you wish to add, or that maybe we, <laughs> I always forget to ask the obvious questions when I do interviews, anything else uh, to add to this conversation? No, I think we covered it pretty well. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And thank you for your time. I think we've gone a little beyond the few minutes you've <laughs> we've been allocated, but we really appreciate you putting this into focus for us, Thane. Thank you, Thane. Any time for you both. Thank you. Take care. Much appreciated. All right. Thane Rosenbaum, CBS News analyst. We'll take a quickie break. If you have a comment about these Internet-related cases, one uh, is a family versus Google, where the Google algorithm made sure that the uh, ISIS terrorists had lots of platform and promotion on Google searches. Uh, the other versus Twitter a little bit uh, different, just allowing ISIS to have any platform does that uh, subsequently promote terrorism. So sort of two different topics and some very interesting for instances yesterday uh, in the court, one of which was uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, attorneys said, okay, so what you're saying is that Google is just a bulletin board. Well, then is a vintner just a grape seller? That they're just, <laughs> you know, they're just passing on. I love that illustration, yeah. you know, has nothing to do with what the grapes end up like. It's just that's what they happen to be at the beginning. All right, so what's your view on this? Uh, internet control, uh, Joe has always complained about uh, Google uh, favoring liberals. I've said it's just a free platform. If you like it, 
it, use it. If you don't, use another one. So what's your view on this topic? 570-743-9565 our telephone number. 570-743-9565 You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. we got to give credits where it is due. Lynn Hall is our fabulous sponsor. She's selling cars and is moving all kinds <laughs> of Kias, Hyundais, and uh, Ford F-150s. And our producer today is the Sunbury Motor Company. But before you take that, I, I'm interested in one thing. The thing I, w- I, w- I wanted to ask, Dana, when we ran out of time, is if we can't hold the platforms responsible for the content, what about the individual posters? For example, why can't they? we require some form of a complete identification, at like a verified Twitter account, before someone posts, mm-hmm. you know, and so that we know exactly who they are and where they are. And if they do something illegal or something that violates content, it's easy to track them down. Or even if they're the pivotal encourager of something bad. You know, that's really what we're talking about here is that uh, for the ISIS terrorists, every time uh, anybody searched Google, they got the, you know, some of the most right. vile content that this person got to enjoy and then uh, set off a bomb. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think it, it's a pickle. I am starting to understand your remarks earlier. I always used to just say it's a private business, but I can see how there it isn't an open business. If they were on Main Street in Sunbury, Market Street in Sunbury, and they barred conservatives from coming in, that would be illegal. But if uh, Google does it openly, is it are they just a private business? So to be continued. We'd love your opinion about well, that's this. That's the same argument about the private baker who didn't want to bake a cake for gay people. So. Yeah. You're either open or not. You're either open or not. All right. 570-743-9565. Stan, go right ahead. You are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Did you see the video yesterday of Mr. Biden getting on the plane from Poland? Leaving Poland? No, he did little stumble. He fell up the stairs? Yes, he did fall up the stairs. I told you, that's what he does all the time. (laughs) He never falls down the stairs. I thought about that yesterday when you said that, when I saw him falling up the stairs. I just had to throw that out there. Anyways, so, you know, they're arguing, the the tech companies are arguing that they're just, uh, how did they put it, they're not publishers, they're just a bulletin board? Right, Mm -hmm. that's the argument. Yet for the past two and a half, three years, whatever it's been, when anybody put anything up that didn't agree with their narrative on COVID, they would pull it down. Or they would put their big warning on it. Yeah, flag it. Well, most a lot of times they would pull it down on on uh, uh, yeah YouTube and stuff like that. People put videos on there, they would pull them down. 
Yeah, they're definitely not open platforms. It is definitely not the town square. Exactly. But yet they, they claim to be. They, they've never been. It's all, if, if it meets their narrative, yes, then you're okay. Uh, so I'm assuming if they're letting terrorist organization stuff on, on their platform, it must meet their narrative. Don't quite understand that, but... You know, that's what you have to assume. Well, they're well, these, taking certain stuff off and not that. These Internet cases at the U.S. Supreme Court, the Google one, I don't know about Twitter, but the Google one is not that uh, it ha- they have a narrative or a platform, just that they have a technical algorithm that if you like violent terrorism acts, it shows you more of them and how-to <laughs> videos and things like that. So it's not specifically, <laughs> I'm sure it somehow matches some narrative somewhere that, you know, just everybody that wants to get on the platform has an open mic. But that's what they're arguing there is that uh, you know the terrorist in um, uh, I forget where it was Istanbul or whatever uh, would have never known anything about how to build a bomb if it weren't for Google Uh well as I've said now you're saying it's because all they do is they're they're being sued for because they're putting that into their uh, you know person's list so here's more stuff to look at for this okay they haven't pulled that stuff off their platform but if you go in there and start looking for a certain doctor or whatever that was pushing a certain medicine or whatever for COVID, you won't be able to find his stuff because they pulled it off. See what I'm saying? Right. Right. So if I look up ivermectin, I'm not going to find it? <laughs> well, well I, I think something. you might a little more today, but there for a while you couldn't. They right. would have taken it all off. Or they send you the... stuff got up, they, they completely censored it and, and removed it. Or they send you the WebMD version versus the alternative well, doctors who would say, you know, that actually this is an effective... It's just an antibiotic that works on people and animals and whatever else. But, you know... Well, the, whatever. I, I ain't going to argue the... You know, whether it's good or bad, uh, you know, the ivermectin stuff. I'm just saying what they were doing. But these algorithms border on artificial intelligence because they assume certain things about you based on your choices. And so they're not, in my opinion, they are not just a bulletin board. They are directing you toward things that are they get money for. You know, if if, the, if I Google something, the first thing I'm going to get is those people who have paid to be near the top of the page. And it'll say, in most cases, paid advertising or paid. But, I mean, even when you look for a specific thing, a lot of times they'll bring up two or three other things related to it or somebody else's commercial enterprise instead of what you actually searched for. Well, and they're biased, too. Well, they're very biased. There's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the political aspect of it. You know, there was back in during the election of 2016, you know, if you Googled you know, about Hillary Clinton, they'd give you all glowing reports and right. crazy articles about her. And if you said anything about Trump, it would all be negative. <laughs> that kind of stuff. They, they're very biased in their little algorithms there, what they show on their search list. And then, you know, the stuff that you really want, you have to go three, three to ten pages back in their list to actually find what you want or actually something that makes sense or isn't biased in one way or the other. It may be there, but you got to go really search for it. Most people won't search for it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, right. you got a so, point. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, I, I don't know what needs to happen with them, but they need to admit what they are. They're biased, and they're, you know, they're just playing up biased and unfair about things. Well, there need to be some controls. I'm sorry. We, as broadcasters, survive with controls. I think the Internet can survive with controls. Yeah, but the radio field is limited. There's only so much bandwidth. Uh, Google's unlimited. 
So is that good or, is that good or bad? Everybody can get on. I mean, the radio, there's not only so much space on the FM band for radio stations, and AM for that matter, but uh, Google's unlimited. There's no restrictions. There's no reason to restrict them because they uh, they have an open platform. They have the whole universe is open to them. Well, there's well, bandwidth and, issues. And that there brings up another problem. Who's going to decide what's good and bad? That's where we run into other problems. Well, I can handle that. I'll take <laughs> care of that. <laughs> yes, thank you, Mark. Yeah, I, I understand that, but that, <laughs> that's where the problems come in. Who determines what is good and bad? Who determines what is hate speech and what isn't hate speech? You know, right. it, it just, it, it's, it's, you know, the arbiters of that, you know, that becomes a problem. Then it becomes tyranny. All right, we got you at the stand. Thank you so much for calling in. Hate is in the era of the beholder. Yep, much appreciated. (laughs) Bill, you're only going to get a moment before the top of the hour, but you own that, and then you can uh, call back or stay on the line. All right. First, uh, Elon Musk, when he bought Twitter, it was was exposed at the highest level that uh, the Democratic liberal coups. Uh, Google and Twitter have been hiring FBI... CIA agents, federal intelligence agents are all employed or at the highest levels in these companies and all on the Democratic committees. Uh, they're pushing their narrative. They're, they're, they're searching and blocking uh, conservatives. It's been proven and documented through Musk, through the Twitter that, uh, that he's been releasing that it's 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 tainted and it's corrupt. Right, yeah. but what's wrong with that? So what? It's a private business. You go down to Bob's car shop and he says, "I'm sorry, I don't work on Fords, and I only and I've hired the government to help but me work he, on Chevys." It's 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 being exposed that the, the, the FBI. Oh wait. Yeah, okay, hold on. Yep, stand by. You'll be our first caller six minutes from right now. Hold on, that is uh, Bill. We're deep in the heart of the conversation about how much freedom should Google have to push search results uh, into your feed? How much freedom should uh, Twitter have to allow anybody who wishes to use the platform to do so and put it in your Twitter feed? What's your view on this topic? We talked about Thane, with Thane Rosenbaum. Now we have open phones. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome aboard. <laughs> now we're right in the middle of an important conversation. We are, we'll have to finish it later. Right. But re- really, Bill's been hanging on, so maybe we'll ought to hear what the rest of his comments are. Bill, you are back on the mark. Continue, sir. Uh, I was just saying how... You know the bought and paid for that taken over Twitter and Google. That that that's that's a documented fact. But my biggest concern is that uh, been done. Biden has gone over to Ukraine and gave I don't know like a hundred billion dollars or something like that. Uh, I want to know did uh, did he make sure that all the Ukraine military all had their COVID shots because he's kicking uh, our 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 good men and women out. Good point. I think and, when you're in a war, you'll you take not, anybody. And just on your commercials, the, the one tennis player can't come into this country to get the COVID shot, but you could run the border, and, and there's no... there's. There, I mean, 
you, 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 why ain't they getting the COVID shot? It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke. And another thing is on uh, Pothole, uh, what's his name? Pothole Pete, right? He's going to uh, East Palestine, right? And they're, they're going to go there and they're going to drink the water and say everything was okay, right? But it, it's proven, it's proven, right? They say uh, tuna. Eat tuna like once uh, once a month or once every two weeks, right? You eat tuna every day for like six months or a year, you're going to die, right? Tuna? Mercury poison, right? Now, oh, that was years ago. Yeah. No, that's still true. Let Pothole Pete let let them ship water to him every day, gallons of water, and let him drink that water from East Palestine every day. Palestine it, it, or Palestine. But it, it, it's 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 a it's a joke that uh, the the railroad company is only allowing people within one mile. Uh, it, it it's it, it's it's sad how this country is so backwards. Were you happy though that President Trump went there yesterday? Oh, listen! If if Trump would have been there, that control burn <laughs> never go. would have happened. <laughs> Trump would have been. Hey, listen, Trump takes care of Americans. That that's proven, right? That's proven. Uh, that's that, uh, and, and it's documented how he lost his uh, election. You know, the corrupt clue. You know, they're selling us out to China. It, 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 Biden's going to lose Taiwan. He's going to lose Guam. He's going to lose everything. Okay, well, that's an oblique assessment. It, it's true. I mean, it's it's happening. Okay. All right, we got you, Bill. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thanks That's for calling scary, in. scary, but we appreciate your comments, as always. Thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated. All right, thank you so much, Bill. Great viewpoints. If you'd like to refute them or endorse them, or you feel threatened just hearing them, <laughs> give us a buzz. We don't want anybody to have a meltdown. 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. That's 570-743-WDKOK. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. I'll have more to elaborate about them a little bit later on the show. We're talking, we're going through the whole Kia lineup on Routes 11 and 15, talking about one car, then another. So we'll get talk about another one coming up very shortly. Yes, the Sorrento's on the way. A lot of folks are waiting to hear what the new one's going to look like. Uh, call us now, 570-743-9565. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We would love to hear from you today. Uh, in the news uh, today, an 18-year-old man from Danville is in critical condition after crashing his vehicle in West Hemlock Township, Montour County last Saturday. Nicholas Franz suffered serious injuries in that crash along Stein Road. A bill introduced in the Pennsylvania Senate has the goal of providing finally some relief to property owners from gambling. That's the good news. The bad news, <laughs> if you don't like gambling, I guess, would be that uh, they're going to ask to expand gambling in order to fund it. Senator Kristen Phillips-Hill says the Gaming Act was originally intended to provide property tax relief through slot machine revenue. One of the measures that I've introduced would be to uphold that promise of 20 years ago when gambling was passed here in the Commonwealth and those funds were to be used to relieve our property taxes. As a result, Phillips-Hill says her bill would require revenue generated from expansion of gaming in Pennsylvania to go into the property tax relief fund. Phillips-Hill says while she remains committed to eliminating school property taxes, it can't be done overnight. The bill has been referred to the Senate Community Economic and Recreational Development Committee. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. 
WKOK News Time. Now, 911 WHTM is reporting a Pennsylvania lawmaker says students should be allowed to take absences without a doctor's note for mental health days. State Representative Napoleon Nelson, a Democrat from Montgomery County, announced plans to introduce the legislation soon. Nelson's bill would allow students to take three excused absences per year for mental health reasons without a doctor's note. According to Nelson, Oregon and Utah have implemented similar measures. Uh, He says providing mental health days would encourage students to take care of their mental health as they would their physical health, unquote. Nelson said, according to Nelson's memo to House members, one in three high school students reported experiencing poor mental health most of the time during the pandemic, and almost 20% of students had seriously considered attempting suicide. Uh, He says, quote, it's time that mental health supports are normalized in schools, unquote. AP reporting yesterday, Donald Trump took his presidential campaign to Ohio. Uh, Trump Wednesday criticized the federal response of the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, as a betrayal during a visit to the village where residents, of course, are enduring the disaster. The former president, who is running for the White House again, wore his trademark red uh, Make America Great Again cap as he talked about community needs, handed out cheeseburgers and paper towels and water. Uh, He said, quote, in too many cases, your goodness and perseverance were met with indifference and betrayal, unquote. Trump said at a firehouse about a half mile from where the crash occurred. So President Cheeseburgers, Trump. paper towels, and Well, water. yeah, half-pound cheeseburgers, too. <laughs> half-pound so, cheeseburgers. So meaty buggers. Well, okay. Did he buy them, or did he, somebody else buy them? Uh, I don't know. They came from the fire company. They cooked them there, but uh, I don't know. I'm sure he paid for them. That would be part of his shtick, I would think. He's got the money. Uh, let's see. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer Wednesday has started having a meltdown because the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is handing over footage from the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol to Fox News and Fox News only. And McCar- Schumer called it a grave mistake to give the footage to Tucker Carlson. Uh, Schumer says the speaker is needlessly exposing the U.S. Capitol complex to one of the worst security risks since 9-11. The footage Speaker McCarthy's making available to Fox News is a treasure trove of closely held information about how the Capitol complex is protected and its public release would compromise the safety of the legislative branch. McCarthy argues that as the Speaker of the House, he and only he controls all of the content and the footage. Uh, they control the C-SPAN cameras and all other media, all other mediums. That's funny. Uh, McCarthy said. They have psychics down there now? Oh, no, <laughs> I think he means media. There's someone trying to reach you from beyond, right. Mark. And for those of you it's who Lynn. love... It's She says you have a caller. <laughs> I know. For those of you who love Ron DeSantis, you'll be happy to know that he's promulgating another law. Uh, he says uh, Florida should make it illegal for dogs to stick their head out the car window. The issue is they could hit their head on a pole or fall out. The bill would ban drivers from letting dogs sit on their laps, and all pets would have to be crated when anybody is driving. Uh, we like ca- our cats when we take them to the vet. Sometimes they like to free range in the vehicle, but they say you're not supposed to do that. But anyway, it also means no dogs in the back of a moving pickup truck. 
It still needs to be passed in the Sunshine State. Well, I agree with the no dogs in the back of a moving pickup truck. I, th- I always maybe they're trained and they know better, but man, every time I see that, it worries me. All right. Well, and if you treat your fam or your dogs like kids, you'd never leave a kid in an open truck. Well, I'll tell you, if you ban letting dogs hang out the window, apparently they love that. They get information from hanging their head out the window. They smell <laughs> okay. everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Five seven zero seven four three W K O K on the market W K O K dot com. Text us at 70236. <laughs> you okay, Jim? Oh, I'm just laughing at that comment about dogs getting information by hanging their head out the window. Well, <laughs> they, they smell stuff. Is, <laughs> they do. Yeah, I know. Just, that, that just struck me very funny. But um, uh, did Linda Culver get sworn in yet? No, next she week. Didn't? Oh, next week? I thought the Senate was back in session. Nope. Oh. And this was all, because, you know... At some point, I feel for people that got assaulted, uh, sexually assaulted as children. I really do, because I, 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 I'm one of them. But, but mine was kind of an isolated incident, so it wasn't a repeated thing. But, and we could go down the road about Joe Paterno and, and Sandusky, etc., but we won't. But... Uh, the bottom line is that if that's your only thing in life, I mean, you have to, you know, I believe you, I, I did 12 years of therapy. I think everybody would benefit some, from some therapy. But uh, um, if, if, if that's what you're going to be a victim your entire life, that's not healthy. If you talk to any mental health professionals, being a victim is not a healthy place to be or, or where you want to be. Uh, I had a therapist tell me it's okay to be a victim for 20 minutes and then he yelled, snap out of it. Uh, you know, and, and um, it's just not healthy. And so... Um, is it if, being, if is, Jim, is it being a victim or is it hoping that finally someone will acknowledge what it is you've gone through and offer you some sympathy or, or some, something? Well, you know, sympathy is, is nice. But it doesn't make you a whole person. You have to make yourself a whole person. You have to realize, okay, uh, I was powerless in this situation. I had no power. I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't stop the person. I couldn't. No one fought for me because no one knew. And and so it's a many, it's a, like many problems. It's more complicated. It's not a simple thing like changing this law is not going to fix everything. It's not going to make people whole. It's not going to make them complete. It's going to fill a hole with money and maybe make them happier. But money doesn't really make you happy. It makes you comfortable. You make yourself happy. And that's a choice. You know, and you have to choose, do I want to be happy or do I want to be right? But don't you think that that at least getting the money sends a message to the people that they're getting the money from that this kind of behavior is not going to be tolerated anymore? Well, it shouldn't be tolerated. I agree. Well, that's that's a that's a and this also kind of ties in with the train derailment. Like people, Norfolk Southern giving people a thousand dollars. That's nothing. You know, they're in, they're a multi fifty five billion dollar company. They can afford to make everybody whole, and they should. They should want to, because it's the right thing to do. Not because it'll look good or help their corporate image or anything, but you should want to help people and make them correct after you've de- devastated their neighborhood. <laughs> you know, and normally 
I mean, nobody yet. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I worked 20 years for Norfolk Southern. I got fired because I made a mistake. I owned up to my mistake. But the, the, the point is, no one I knew went to work at Norfolk Southern and said, hey, let's go wreck the train today. <laughs> Nobody's that irresponsible. Everybody does their job, you know, and things happen sometimes. Fair enough. So, okay. Yeah. All, right. Have a great Good point. Thank All right. You thank too. you so much Thanks for calling in. All right. We have 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. Steve from New Jersey going to be the last caller before a quick break. Go right ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, Mark, and uh, who's, who else is with you? Joe. Oh, hey, Joe, yeah, how you doing? All right, how um, about you? What's your name again? Steve. Steve, okay. Where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, Garfield, New Jersey. All right. Are I'll you name. there now? Yes, I am. Wow, um, thanks for listening. <laughs> I used to listen all the time to, uh, I called, uh, but I haven't been listening for a while, but I, got, I had to get my phone situation straightened out, and, uh, yeah, I'm back on TuneIn, and I just love this. This is really, this is one of the best talk shows I've ever heard, even in major markets. It's so open. It's just, and I like the, the you know, the opposing like Joe and you are, but you're so amicable. It's just so agreeable, you know? It, it's, uh, I never really quite heard anything like it. I used to listen to the old two-way radio. When I was out there on, on vacation, I used to vacation in Middleburg all the time. Uh, my aunt lived out there. Oh. Yeah, I just love it out there. That is a beautiful area, my God. Uh, and I miss it because she died many years ago, and I don't get out there. And Middle Fork potato chips. <laughs> well, Joe and I don't like each other, but our wives are listening, and they tell us to be amicable. So we have to do well, it. You like each other personally, right? But not politically. Mm, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. some days. <laughs> some days, not as much. We don't exchange Christmas gifts. Let's leave it at that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, so, Joe, how long have you been on the show? Like, have you been in radio before this show? No, I just uh, came into the door last week. No, <laughs> 2007. <laughs> no, I've been in broadcasting uh, since I was 13 years old, and I'm pushing 80. Wow, where, where did you work? Did you work in the Valley area, or did you work a major market at all? I or? worked in two major markets, in Harrisburg and in uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. You know, I remember Bob Logue and KDKA and all that. Well, back in my day, it was, I'm trying to remember who was the big shot at KDKA. Oh, I can't think of his name anymore. But I listened to WTAE. Oh, yeah. Was it 1250 or something? I think something like that. My God, that's really cool. And by the way, they, I don't know if it's still, they fixed it, but it's not Springwood. My, my favorite beer was always Rolling Rock. Oh, yeah. Latrobe. Yep, uh, they, Rolling Rock, Latrobe, Races. I was there many times. Oh, my God. They fixed it when InBev or whoever bought it, now it's the Budweiser people. It was horrible. I don't know. They filtered it. The every, it tastes like it did in the 60s. I'm so glad they fixed it. Oh. I didn't know it was bad. But, oh yeah, it, oh, it was out. awful for just for a couple of years when they took it over. Yep, you know, the old, but, uh, the old thirty-three just wasn't what it was. But is it back no. to normal now? And it even has to, you know, for legal reasons, it has the pledge on it. But you know, it says we quote from the original pledge because they can't put Mountain Spring water anymore if it's not. Mm. 
it's filtered water from the Raritan River in Newark. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that's not sealing yeah. the deal. Okay. All but, right, so what's your view I'll, politically I'll, today? The what's only on other your mind? thing, you were talking about Internet and YouTube, but I have one question. I, I've been trying to research this. I used to hear sometimes on news reports, per minute, how many uploads there are to YouTube. Is there any way to find out? I mean, it's, a, it's an extraordinary number. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing their server farm, all the disks and disk space they <laughs> must have. <laughs> There's no disks. It's no disks. I want to know what YouTube looks like. Well, think, that's a know, good question. You know, it's a thing out there in, in uh, California. It's got to be a huge room. Well, did you see 2001 A Space Odyssey, the movie? Yeah. That that obelisk is what uh, YouTube looks like, only it's 99 times bigger. It's the monolith? Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't have any discs in it, Joe. Sorry. It's all solid all state. All right, well, thanks. Right, this was a great show. I'll try and listen and call in more often because it's a great show. Well, all thanks. right, please do. Appreciate Thank you for calling. Glad to have you out there. we got a listener in Texas now. so we're One in Texas, one oh. in New Jersey. We're yep. picking up. Yep. <laughs> oh, cool. And I was in radio. I, used to, I was uh, the time machine at WNBC. I was Big J. Sorensen's producer. Oh, okay. All right. Good yeah. for you. What do you mean at the sound of the tone, the time is? No. Come on. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, WNBC New York. Remember that? You know, NBC News. I'm Frank Setapani, whoever, you know. Yep. yep. First station right, I was at care, was NBC News. All right, thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. All right, that frees up the line. We're going to take a quickie break, but we would love to hear from you, as we have from Steve and Stan and some other callers today. And Bill, call us now. Dial up 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. You said you're rethinking your position that these are private companies and they have no responsibility. Well, I really hear what you're saying. I understand they're private companies. I still get that. But it isn't like they don't have any impact. They're not just a private company. You know, it's not like Lawrence's Landscaping, which I hope there really isn't one out there somewhere. <laughs> well, there must be somewhere. Who does cuts grass but doesn't really have a significant impact on the world. These are private companies that do have a significant impact on the world. And like one of our good callers point out, they you know, they claim to be an open platform that people can use, but we know that they're not. We know they favor uh, liberal voices and they uh, block conservative viewpoints. We know they look to use the FBI to look for things and to help guide them, and so well, all of that's 100% wrong. Would you buy the argument that they are nothing more than a billboard if they abandon their algorithms and just let everything float out there? Well, then I'm going to act on complaints. I, well, I think we have to have some sort of a filter occasion because otherwise, uh, I'll just come up with a computer program that floods your feed with a thousand ads, so you'll never see what you want to. Because I'll well, that would be their decision. I'm talking about the content providers, the people who actually put the stuff up there, post it. Mm -hmm. You know, so if, just if, a clearinghouse. If, just yes, put if it we on, just there let it, it there, and then the only way we take any action about it is somebody complains. It's a, yeah, there's a website on your your platform telling me how to build a bomb in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that, uh, that right. they actually did. The, the right, Boston the bombers one. got that offline. Mm -hmm. All right, folks, what's your view on this topic? Not really talked about a 
terribly large amount this week, but it is pending. But it's going to impact on your life. All right. It is uh, impacting. It's uh, in the U.S. Supreme Court right now. And two partisan-oriented uh, cases coming up next week. So we'll, we'll, we can start to preview those. You're listening to On the Mark on WKOK. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We would love for you to weigh in on our topics. Uh, we had quite a few things going on. Joe, you're always concerned about uh, Venice, Italy. Well, there was a thing I on am. CBS today, <laughs> yes, because of the gondolas. Uh, Venice has long been known for its perennial flooding, but now it's facing the opposite problem. A long stretch of atypically low tides have left the ancient city with low water and dry canals. Many of its famous waterways are unnavigable for the gondola and other boats that ply the waterways. Well, Venice's water woes are being blamed on a high-pressure weather system that's lingered for weeks over Western Europe. They come as environmental groups warn the Alps have received less than half of their normal rainfall this winter, prompting concern Italy could face another very dry summer. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Thank you for waiting a short time while I finished up some of our conversation starters. You're on the mark. Okay, well... I think maybe we need a new definition of what a documented fact is. <laughs> so I felt like I was in, uh, in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He's bonafide. He's bonafide. But in any case, uh, as far as I know, the Jordan had his hearings on, on, the, on Twitter being uh, on Twitter and they all denied ever talking to any uh, Democratic politician at all. What about so, the FBI? Where was the FBI involved thing. in? Facebook or Google? Uh, that was that was I think that was uh, uh, that was that was only uh, Twitter that I that I saw. Okay. But so far, I don't think his investigations. He's had a couple hearings. Have come up with anything on either subject. They've been, uh, in fact, they were kind of, Republicans acted kind of embarrassed about the whole thing. Well, over and above that, Chris, is there any kind of restriction you would put on these these platforms? Well, the problem is, well, there's a lot of distasteful things that are free speech. True. And mm-hmm. newspapers had an automatic way of censoring them. Mm-hmm. Because they could choose what they put in their paper, their right. letters to the editor or articles. Same with radio or and TV that was channels. The, that was the way they had total control. Even though the newspaper is a symbol of free speech, they exercised their own judgment about what they wanted in. 
Right. You're right. They would change letters. People have written letters to papers say they appear. And the letter appears, but they're changed. if you don't have any controls, well, then you sort of have to take responsibility for what's in your product. Mm-hmm. And if they have the distasteful stuff, they're going to lose some customers. But should they be granted immunity so for the stuff they actually do publish or allow on their platform? Uh, I think that was uh, something to, to help create the Internet. I'm not sure that it should be given. It was a guaranteed lifetime forever thing. And I, I think there, there probably should be some limits for their freedom to exercise their own judgment about their own products shouldn't be challenged. And if they are, uh, it's, it's kind of with the, with the promotion they do for different things, it does lead people, they are advising people how to get to uh, things that might be something they wouldn't want because they see who... They see what the connections are. People who went here went here, so this guy went here, so we'll send them this other information about this one and give them an opportunity to go there, too. And they're doing it without any discrimination, apparently, or can be. And that doesn't exactly seem like a good thing. That was one of the things that was in the hearing, though, that one of the the hearings, the Republican hearings in the House, uh, the... The, the Republican congressman was getting up and yelling about how they censored these two photos. These two photos were censored by Twitter after uh, 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 Democratic uh, uh, somebody connected to the Democrats complained about them and said, "Hey, can you take care of this?" <laughs> and and they did. They censored him, and he was up there complaining about it. You mean they altered well, the photographs? Well, they were two pictures of uh, Hunter Biden naked that were never authorized by him for release, and they cut them out. And so he was up there complaining that he couldn't see naked pictures of Hunter Biden. Makes you wonder <laughs> about him a little bit. Uh, well, when you put it that way. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, were they dispositive of anything? Is positive of what? Of anything. The pictures of Hunter Biden. Why would you? Why would uh, Hunter, naked pictures of drug. Hunter Biden be of any interest to anybody? Well, Just there were things that were from the from his laptop that uh, the Post and whatnot had information on. That so it would be showing a pattern, of, a pattern of misbehavior or of perversion or what? Uh, I don't know if there were. I didn't see those pictures. So I don't know. <laughs> I didn't either. There was. Uh, piles of cocaine in the background or what or hookers or whatever <laughs> now if they blacked out the naked parts the the body parts i'm not sure whether they would have censored it or not and they could have left the piles of cocaine straws and stuff in there i guess <laughs> i don't know but yep. what do you do you you occasionally censor people on your show Mm-hmm. Only for for foul language. Well, and one could argue we censor people all the time. You know, oh. somebody yeah. with some widely profane view knows not to call because they're not going to get on. But if we had open, a hundred percent open had, phones. Yeah, you had a few uh, the the you had a show once with the radical uh, uh, people who think the 
the government's going to take over the world and they're arming and what you mean the militia area that was a militia program we did years ago yeah years ago at least 10 years yeah we'll never do that and again <laughs> well it wasn't a bad show no i'm just kidding we, we got to say their, their peace right well that was the I goal i didn't mind it it was the armed they men out in the lobby that, guarding that made us nervous. <laughs> what they said on the radio was peace cake. Yeah. So, is there is do these companies these companies want government protection at the same time they want freedom? They they want uh, to not be responsible for what they print or yep. what they uh, what gets put on their site. Right. Right. And that's a completely different thing than free speech. I mean, you got to be somewhat responsible for what you, how you act, and if you aren't, you can get sued for it, and should be. Well, it was an interesting discussion. I just heard a little bit yesterday. I think it was on an NPR broadcast, and all the for instances. Okay, well, all right. So let's regulate this. Well, then, what about if I search for you know how to bake a cake? Will I ever get the recipe if if we're limiting results or if they're a hundred percent open? Yeah, there's the one thing: uh, the, the how to make a bomb stuff. Right. Uh, well, you can write a book. I believe, with how to make a bomb stuff. But will every library whole carry it? You might have to search right. around to find it. Right. So that's, right. That's, that's, that's a good one to sort of start dividing dividing at. Uh, you know, do you want to be responsible for a, for a bombing, even if it's not, even if you're legally protected? Right. Probably uh, not. All right, we got you, Chris. Thank you so much for calling yeah, in. Thanks, thanks for being a great listener Bye. and appreciate a great caller. Call. Much, Take care, much appreciated. Dispositive. All right, we're going to. The word of the day is dispositive. Definition relating to or bringing about the settlement of an issue or the disposition of something or property. Okay. Which is why I used it in the sentence. Dispositive. <laughs> to what end is the is the per- parenthetical? To what end? All right, 570743 WK. Okay, we got a caller waiting, so we're going to hit the road fast here, but call, dial us now. 570-743-9565. Email on the mark at WKOK.com. Text us at 70236, keyword OTM. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. (laughs) 
which he would never understand anyway. Well, All we right. get cantankerous as we get older. <laughs> well, wiser, I think he calls it wisdom. All right, we are talking about folks out in our audience who are giving us good information. Five seven zero seven four three WKOK is the phone number. Mike from Bloomsburg, PA. Good conservative is out there. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Uh, got a couple of calls or texts this morning from people asking me about a blizzard in uh, Southern California. Did it make your radar screen yet? Uh, CBS talked about it. Just a forecast for one. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're saying, well, what, is this climate change? Uh-huh. And and I said, well, I, I don't know. I, in 1976-77 winter, I was in Florida, and we had snow down in Miami, and the road from, uh, let's see, Inverness out to Crystal River, it froze solid and cracked up and was totally destroyed. You know, the frost in the ground, they weren't designed, in the, the, they just weren't designed for frost that went deep into the ground, so they, they were destroyed. And, you know, was that, was that climate change in 1976? Because I think that was the time we were talking about uh, the coming ice age. So, I don't know, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, take everything you hear with all these extreme climate events, events in uh, global warming and everything, kind of tone it down a little bit and, and, and look at history. You and Stan, throw, you and Stan throw a ahead. lot of stuff out there. <laughs> when you say stuff, usually when, when when stuff is thrown out, it's usually that's meant as derogatory. You're not saying my stuff is the smelly stuff, are you? No, no, no. No. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, Just a figure of speech uh, used by you and Stan. Next, okay. The next thing I wanted to mention was uh, the war in Ukraine. There's some people now, and again, I'm not saying I'm believing this, but there's some people saying that the United States basically orchestrated this war because they wanted it. And additionally, now uh, some famous uh, independent journalist, I guess he is, you guys probably know the name, I don't. He is now saying that the United States is the one that blew up that Nord Stream uh, pipeline from Russia over to Europe. Blew it up. I have to, yeah, that the United States is responsible for that. You know, when it first happened, uh, I think the UK was saying Russia did it to themselves, which I'm thinking, boy, that that wouldn't be too smart to blow up your own pipeline that you're making money off of, but maybe, you know. And then, you know, people were saying uh, other organizations may have had the capability, but at the time they said the the one organization that really has the capability of doing that pretty much undetected would be the United States, you know, and everybody kind of poo-pooed that. <laughs> but I, I recently listened to a guy talk about the idea that the United States did want this war because essentially, you know, the American empire was degrading, and we were starting to lose uh, support uh, from the uh, NATO countries and other countries. So by uh, having this war, that would rally the uh, NATO countries back into the fold securely with the United States. And that was his theory. And again, I think it's as good as any other theory, because after all, uh, Biden did say, you know, hey, if it's a little excursion, that, that'll be one thing. You know, he kind of said, yeah, well, you know, if you just go in and do what you need to do in this area, yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah, you get to, so, show, hey, off your, you get to show off your military <laughs> might, but you don't have boots on the ground. Right. Yeah, it's the so perfect it war. Was, it was that I don't know and then the last thing and this is really and again I I, I only know what the mainstream media is talking about by you know kind of people on your show and other shows and and my friends what they're talking about but I, I don't hear many people talking about what's really happening on our southern border the the amount of people that are actually coming in 
and where they're coming from now. The, the, the latest report that I got was a lot of military, physically fit, aged young males are coming from China and Venezuela. And, and when, it, when it comes to people coming from China, I have to really start questioning that because that, you know, that is a, basically a totalitarian state. And to get out of there and, and get to the United States, I don't think a whole lot of people do that unless it's okay for them to leave, okay? And if it's okay for them to leave and they have the thousands and thousands of dollars that they're saying it takes for the route that they're taking, they could just as easily fly on an airplane. So why aren't they coming coming on the airplanes with passports? I don't know. So I just, you know, we're, we're going on and on about, you know, uh, a dog sticking his head out a window in, uh, in, in Florida, like that's big news. And, uh, and, I, and I just think our priorities, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make, I think our priorities here are off. We need to unite. We need to have a stable government. We need to have a stable society. And as you say, Mark, we're in trouble. <laughs> well, I'm just quoting. I don't believe that, but uh, I knew. I certainly know this cycles through. Yeah, so how do they get out of China past the Great Wall? Doesn't that stop anybody from heading towards Europe? Or no? All right, who knows? Yeah. In the middle of the country. I don't I, know. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, there's border security, you know, checkpoints. I mean, obviously, you know, people can, you know, walk across areas that are probably, you know, you're not going to be detected, you know. In China, you're not going to be using, you know, taking your cell phone with you, obviously, because, you know, they, they track everybody just like <laughs> right. they track us here. But I think it's much more, more strict there. But I, I just, I, I'm concerned with the wide open border where anybody and everybody can walk through, that people can dump all their papers, all their money, and walk across the border. But furthermore, when we have our border patrols and our customs people facilitating this, they're not able to do the job that they're really supposed to do, and that is control the borders. So by having a wide open border, having this government in Washington facilitating uh, a mass, you know, they call it a migration. I call it an immigration, or I mean an invasion, of people coming into this country. We're not doing the real jobs that we need to do by, you know, stopping the fentanyl, which is, you know, we know how many people that's killing a lot. It's happening in every neighborhood. There's no neighborhoods that's not being affected by this drug, and you know, it's going to be one, of the, uh, you know, peaks and, and dies down. But with what's happening on the southern border, with the people coming in. The, it's allowing drugs to come in. It's, cause, it's causing economic issues in our country, uh, expenses down the line that we're not talking about. And, and I just think there's so many things going wrong that the 30 minutes of news is, that we see on uh, the nightly news is basically uh, one, one half hour's kind of like entertainment and just bad news. And then the next one is basically whatever the left has to do to, to manipulate people's minds. <laughs> call, me, call me crazy. I'll accept okay. that. You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy, Mike. All right. Thank how you, sir. Gerald Ford? How, many how many times did Gerald Ford fall uh, walking up steps? It was one or two times, yeah, I think. Yeah, he, just he was a few. A and a dummy and all these things. I mean, how many times has Biden fallen? And it, it's, it's the, 
it's not a big deal. Chevy you Chase know, used to make oh, like I know. that. We'd have a chart at the bottom of the MSNBC showing every time he fell. Chevy yeah. Chase used to make quite a career out of mimicking Gerald Ford falling. And I think it is Biden is it is a big deal. People are it is in the news. I mean, people make fun of him all the time because of this. So people on the right, people on well, the left, right. want to excuse right. him. We're in an alternate reality. We don't <laughs> we don't see such things. No. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Yes, yep. I I have my. Uh, it's not a blindfold. It's a mindfold I'm wearing. It <laughs> keeps me from seeing anything harsh. All right. Uh, stand by, Eric. You're going to be next up. Uh, we have to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummelsworth. We are so glad to say that they are looking for some new team members. So if you are job hunting and you'd like to join their team, they would just love to have you on board. they got all kinds of job openings there. They're looking for experienced technicians, entry-level technicians. That's what you and I used to call a mechanic, but now you got to know a ton of stuff too. I uh, got to be able to hook the U- USB up to the device or the little computer box thingamabobber onto the dash. You name it. Plus, you got to be able to change a tire. And if it's your first job or a career change, they'd love to have you on board. Any one of the workshops or sales department or office areas, Sunbury Motor Company would be the place to go. We've been talking about some Kias. I talked about the two Neros. One's electric and one's uh, regular. Well, they got a Kia Rio over there. Just a gorgeous, tiny car. You can't spend more than $18,000 for this vehicle. It's so small. It's true economy, 33 miles to the gallon. Yes, it has a three-liter engine. So, Joe, you are not going to be able to go 100 miles an hour in this, but you can go 80, and you can get to 60 in about uh, 15 seconds or so. So that's not too bad, but it's really one of the nicer cars. Does it have a lot of fiddle music playing on the radio? Um, oh, the, no, that's the Nero. <laughs> oh, the Nero. It's fiddle okay. music, yes. But the Rio, fantastic economy car. A lot of these uh, young people like to use them for sliders, but they got to beef up the motor just a little bit. What's a slider? Uh, I'll tell you later. It's a cheeseburger. That's what I thought it All was. Right. <laughs> the Kia Rio, Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. Read the top one up there. It's answering my question. All right, it we'll says, Mark Zuckerberg Berg publicly revealed the FBI came to him and told him not to discuss the Hunter Biden laptop citing Russian disinformation. All right. Thank you for that information. Much appreciated. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. out of auto repair. All right, we got two callers standing by. Let's do Eric for a couple minutes, then Chris gets a minute. Go ahead, Eric, you're on the mark. So let me get this straight. The previous caller is saying the 
the Ukrainian war was caused by NATO? Is that, is that, is that his point? No, I think he said no. specifically the United States, because we have all kinds of interests in this, one showing our strength without putting boots on the ground, showing that our equipment works, our anti-missile systems work. I've heard this. It's it's not that bizarre. and that A proxy war is a good thing to fight from time to time, right? right? And that, so so we, we force them to invade. No, 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 no not no, the no. invade. Our involvement is 100% volunteer. I don't think we asked but, but, our contributions to the effort, if you will. But uh, Mike was saying that the whole war was a result of what we were doing. Well, it really wouldn't be much and of a war if it was saying, just right? Ukraine. And that's what his latest speech was saying, that, that the West instigated this, and he was just trying to do, you know, what act before we did. My view is the alternative would be that Russia would have just taken over like they did Crimea or exactly. Donbass, and that would Everyone be that. Everyone was forgetting about Crimea back in 2014. This is when this started. Okay. And we didn't do anything then. All right. And What's your view on that? Hey, well, I'll, I'll push push again. You know, this is this is a pre World War II all over again with with Hitler. No, we said no. We're going to support these people. And now we're waver- Some people want us to waver in our uh, in our commitment there. And uh, let me tell you, if, if we we waver here, then what's next? Poland, West, you know, Germany. I mean, the only way Putin's a bully. The only way to deal with the bully is to smack him in the mouth. And we are helping the Ukrainians do exactly that. Well, bear in mind that we also thought that uh, there was a very large school of thought back in the late 60s, early 70s, that if we let Vietnam go, it would just be the tip of the iceberg and the rest of Southeast Asia would fall like dominoes. That didn't happen. And now Vietnam is a trading partner. A lot of the clothing we buy at at the store says it's made in Vietnam. So, 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 what's your point then, Joe? That my uh, point is that today's enemy is tomorrow's friend, and tomorrow's enemy is today's friend. So, I don't see Putin being a friend of ours anytime in the near future, Joe. Well, he was, according to everybody else. Donald Trump made it was in love with him, and he exactly was exactly <laughs> right. Thank you. My point exactly. The reason the war in Ukraine is going on right now is because of Donald Trump. Oh, come his on. actions to threaten to pull us out of NATO. He didn't threaten to pull us out of NATO. He demanded. He demanded that NATO. It was the only NATO, the fact that, that we have a new president who stood with Ukraine. I fully believe that if Donald Trump had reelected Ukraine, we'd be now part of the Soviet Union. I think he would have just said, "Nope, we're not. We're not helping over there anymore. Too expensive." I don't think so. Okay. We'll never know, will we? That's my point. All right. What my else? Counterpoint. Thanks, guys. All, All right. right. Thank we'll you. See you, buddy. All Take right. care, Chris. You get a minute. Thanks for calling in. Uh, well, so who did you say uh, called up? Some uh, who about Hunter's laptop? I was reading the comics and I missed it. <laughs> well, you just keep your nose out of the newspaper; you'll be fine. Uh, who? Um, what? Somebody was. Uh, I think uh, you read. You read something about uh, Hunter. Uh, somebody called up. Uh, Question, uh, oh, that was a story. text. That was that a was a text. text. Right. Yeah. What was? What did he say? Mark Zuckerberg public. The texter says Mark Zuckerberg publicly revealed the FBI came to him and told him not to discuss the Hunter Biden laptop information. Citing yeah, I think it. they actually delayed information on that subject for two days. That was it. <laughs> I think. Okay. One of our listeners so also like, uh, texts in and says, Chris, 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 Chris. One of our listeners says, Chris, 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 Chris. Of course the tech companies deny they censor. They don't want to lose their special exception. Exemption. Exemption, exemption, exemption. What they, what they really do is they divide us and further divide us because if you hunt liberal sites for news, they can give you more liberal sites. If you sit at conservative sites for news, they give you more conservative sites in your in your... Now, I haven't exactly That's found that to be it. true, Chris. I've, I've, I've Googled conservative things and wound up with liberal answers. <laughs>
Yeah. See you Monday. We can't hear him. All right, Bye. Chris, call back first thing. <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. Joe starts his retirement lengthened week. Have a good weekend. This is WKOK Sunbury.